time for Cup of Hope. I am so grateful to be back with you today. Um, it has been almost two weeks since we last connected, since we last sat together and studied God's Word. And um, let me tell you, this has been a, a ringer of a couple of weeks. I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but um, I'm just going to get real with you for a minute and, and talk to you about where the last uh, week and a half, two weeks almost, um, I've been. Uh, we had spring break, so we went away. We went to North Carolina with the kids and uh, just had a great time hiking and being outside, doing all the things that we had intended and planned to do. But what I didn't intend and plan for was the barrage of attacks that would come from the evil one. Um, and I have never been in a season like that in my life when it has been one thing after another, when there has been physical attack that just my body was, was so worn out and exhausted unexplainably. Like I, I wasn't sleeping well, um, just had a headache for about a week there it was just one thing after another from a physical standpoint satan was attacking me mentally with all of these thoughts about um why i'm in the wrong place why i'm doing the wrong thing like just all of these things that he was just feeding into my mind um relationally there was some tension uh spiritually i was kind of in this place of wrestling with with god and so physically, emotionally, spiritually, and relationally, I was being attacked from all these different places in all these different ways. And I, at one point, said to Marshall, like, I kind of just want to quit. <laughs> like, I kind of just want to quit on a lot of things and, like, crawl into a hole and not come out for a while. Like that's where my heart and my mind were, that I was just so done. I was so done with, with fighting. And at, in the middle of it, I didn't even realize that it was Satan who was the one who was attacking me. I was thinking it was, it was people and just being frustrated at my body for like, is this grieving? Like trying to figure out what in the world was going on with my body. Um, and my mental state, and uh, this is just not like me to be in a, a place that was so unhealthy mentally for such an extended period of time. I get, I have moments of like, you know, thinking negatively, but I can kind of snap out of that and turn the page and let's get back to work. But it was just several days, and. Um, you know, I'm so grateful for my husband who, who, because who, my my response and through some of this, the relationship things that were happening, my tendency is to come out like hot, right? To come out out of like when I feel like I'm being attacked, then just to retaliate right back, retaliate right back, and and in the same level of of heat that was given to me or even amped up higher and so Marshall just so tenderly reminds me like don't come out guns blazing <laughs> that won't get you anywhere 
And um, I'm grateful for him because he tempers me, but also prays with me and has walked this week out with me being very patient, being very um, intentional, being very uh, just conscious of his words and what he's speaking to me. Um, at, at times just grabbing me and, and wrapping me up in his arms and just saying, Stephanie, it's going to be okay. Like, you're going to be okay. Like, wrapping me up in his arms, um, not even not saying anything sometimes, but just knowing how to be present. Um, and I think that's a, kind of a skill that he has learned uh, just walking through these last few years with with all the stuff that we've been going on with Lawson. Um, but I say all of that to tell you, I, I couldn't get on here <laughs> Monday and Wednesday. Um, even Monday morning, just having, we had a really rough Monday morning getting started back to school with, with just, you know, all, kind of all hell breaking loose in our house with um, just bickering and, fighting between each other and it was just like and I I said to Cora before she walked out the door like great here I am trying to talk talk about relationship secrets and our family is imploding like that's what it felt like in that moment and she's like and I'm like and I don't even feel like it and and she's like well don't well just don't then and part of me wanted to just even rear back at her right like who do you think you are a 13 year old little girl to be talking to your mama that way but then it just pricked my heart like yes like I I'm not gonna get on here and pretend to you that I'm okay pretend to you that I've got it all together that I have mastered all of these relationship secrets because one I haven't and two I was not in a place to have any sort of authority to speak to you about them um, as we were in a place uh, of falling apart ourselves. And so uh, I am just grateful for the healing that has happened in this last few days, the kind of the resetting of life for me, the resetting of a mental health, the resetting of a, an emotional health and stability, the resetting of, of time with God and just pouring my heart out to Him. Um, and feeling so desperately needy for him. Um, I don't know if you have been in that place before where you know that there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> like when, when he is your only answer, like that is the best place to be. It feels sometimes horrible in the moment when we're like, we feel so desperate. That desperate place feels so, un it's, it just feels um, hopeless in a way. And yet that is the place of our greatest hope because we can lean into Jesus. We can lean on God, the only one who is worthy of our trust, the only one who is worthy of our hope, the only one who, who can actually take us and rescue us from that place that we feel stuck. And I don't, tell you that just to, to air all of our dirty laundry for the past two weeks, but to tell you that 
Satan is on the move and he is on the attack because God is on the move. And God has called us to great things. He's called us to, to speak and in, in in claim his authority. He, he has called us to proclaim his good news. And the message that I have to talk to you about today is something that he doesn't want us to talk about. Because this is about revenge. And our desire for revenge, as I've just walked through this, like my, our desire is that when we're feeling like our head's being bit off or we feel like we're not being treated the way we're supposed to be treated, then we want to rear out with revenge and, and figure out how we can make it right. How can we make it right for ourselves? How can we avenge ourselves? And God's word tells us something different than revenge. But um, I want to read to you today from Romans 12. Romans 12, 19 through 21, we're wrapping up this series about relationship secrets. And then next month, starting on Monday, we're going to go into a new series that's talking about handling the gray areas of life, which is also another just tricky place. Relationships are hard. There, there's so many gray areas, it seems, of life. It would be so nice if things were just cut and dry, black and white, you know, figuring it out. But those gray areas of life, how do we navigate those and how do we handle them? That's what we're going to talk about in April. But for today, let me read these verses. Romans 12, verses 19 through 21. It says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them drink. In doing this, you will reap burning coals of shame upon their heads. Now, there, there's two sections that I will take revenge and and pay them back, says the Lord. That actually, he was quoting back from a scripture in Deuteronomy 32.25. So um, Paul is, is, is rehearsing a scripture that the Jewish people would have known. That God said that he will take revenge on our behalf. Through his own righteous anger. And then from Proverbs 25 Verses 21 through 22, again, he's quoting an older scripture that says, if they are thirsty, give them something to drink. If they're hungry, um, give them something to eat. And in doing so, you will reap burning coals of shame upon their heads. He's, he's quoting from Psalm, or excuse me, Proverbs 25. So Paul, in this section about revenge, is, is calling back to the past. And saying, see, God already told us these things. That he told us that he will, he will, um, he will avenge us. That he will uh, claim that. Even in, in Isaiah, he tells us that again. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. There are so many places in scripture where he says, I will fight for you. Exodus 14, 14, I, I will fight for you. You only need to be still. There's multiple places throughout, his, throughout history and scripture that we can see God saying, it is, this is not your battle. 
This is not your battle. And so the question I think we have to ask ourselves is what is the cost of revenge? When we engage in that revenge, what is the cost? And are we willing to pay that price? The cost of revenge is putting ourselves in a place where we too will experience the righteous anger of God. Because it is not our place to, to go after and avenge ourselves. That's God's job. And so when we step into a place of pretending as though we are God and, and stepping into his role, then we are actually saying that we, we're, we're accepting God's righteous anger to be upon us. And that in the verses that talk about if, if you don't extend mercy, then neither will God extend mercy to you. If you don't extend forgiveness, then neither will forgiveness be extended to you. That's our job. And we are to leave the defending and the avenging to God. Leave it in His hands because He tells us that He will make all things right on the day of judgment. And so we may not even see how God avenges us until the end of our life. Until he comes back, until he sets everything in order, until he makes things right. But we have to trust him in it. Trust him enough to say, God, I'm not going to step into this place of pretending like I'm God. Pretending like I'm you and go after revenge. Because I trust you to do that for me. I trust you to be uh, uh, avenging and avenging God on my behalf. Because I am your child, I am your creation, I am made in your image, and I believe that your way is better than my way. That's how I believe God wants us to use our lives now. And my, my um, <laughs> growing up, there is one example of this that's just blaring to me. Um, and it just has, it's been one of those things in my life that was kind of a turning point. When I was about 27, 28 years old, um, I was, yeah, I was probably closer to 28. Um, we had sold our business and I was still working there with the private equity group and the private equity group brought in a new president um, who was quite like the antithesis of personality from my dad. I worked for my dad before. My dad had been um, asked to leave and we were, you know, con continuing on with the business. I was doing my best to, to work in, in the job that I was doing project management, doing continuous improvement. And um, I was working directly with the new president and CEO on a new project. We had new materials coming in. So here I am managing this product project. We have a, a, a meeting sitting around the table and uh, the president is there and he makes a comment that is in opposition to what I had just said. So I was talking about when this new material was going to come in, kind of the timeline, and, and he rears up and says, well, no, that's not correct. The material will be arriving at this time, which was like a month ahead of the time when I said it was supposed to be arriving. Um, and I just said, I just talked to the guys, because I had, and they gave me this date, and he then goes on to say, Stephanie is like a mushroom. 
kept in the dirt, kept in the dark, and fed. Explic explicitive word. <laughs> um, and I had was just shocked, right? I was stunned. I couldn't even believe what came out of his mouth. I was kept in the dark and fed manure, basically. Um, and so <clears throat> what I had a choice in that moment of how I was going to respond to him. I had a choice of how I was going to enter into that conversation. <laughs> was I going to just ignore it? Was I going to retaliate? What I had a team of people who I knew and, and trusted and respected and worked with for years and they trusted and respected and worked with me for years and here is this newer person kind of saying this thing about me and I'm just thinking, what on earth am I supposed to do right now? And um, so my response was, um, I kind of sat back and I just said, okay, Omar, if that is what you think, then that's, I guess, what, what's when the timeline is. Um, and I'll confirm that after the meeting. So we just carried on with the thing, let it go, didn't get in, engaged in that. But I can tell you where my mind went. After that, I stewed on it for a long time about how I was going to retaliate that, how I was, could sabotage the project, how I could make him look bad. But the thing is, I didn't act on any of it because I, I, I believe this was God's grace to say that he allowed himself by speaking that way, he gave himself a picture of who the kind of person that he was. I didn't have to make him look any worse than he was already making himself look. Uh, and to my colleagues, like everybody saw that, everybody knew. Um, and then also trusting that God's vengeance was going to be mine. God's vengeance was going to be uh, ahead of me and leading me through this, this thing. But what I had to do was get control of my mind. And one, not allow that statement, that comment to take me off course. I wasn't going to allow that comment to distract me from doing the great job that I knew that I was called and capable of doing. Um, and so I, I had to continue to move on and past it in that work environment. But it also helped me to know that this was not the long-term place for me, was not working with a person who was going to treat me in a manner that was not respectful of, of my work, that was not respectful of the, the position that I was in. Um, and so over time, the, those things worked themselves out and I ended up moving into a new role and then ended up eventually leaving the company. But um, to a different place and uh, working environment. So I'm, I'm telling you all that to, to remind you that sometimes these, these issues that we have with people, that people will say things to us that are just going to be so wrong and they're going to be hurtful. And our inclination, our, our you know, desire is to snap back, to, to go down the gauntlet of, firing back um, 
you know, horrible things right back at the person who said horrible things to us or who made us feel less than or humiliated us in front of a group of people or whatever it, it is or whatever it was. What we need to do is trust our God. Trust our God and trust his word that he says that we are to leave the, the revenge and the avengeance to him. And that instead, we are to look at our enemies and say, if they're hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Continue treating them with respect. Continue treating them as God's child. Do not take the bait. Do not try to step into the place of God and and go through that revenge process. It's not going to end well. Because then again, we're turning that righteous anger of God on ourselves. We're putting our place, ourselves in that place of, of being under God's righteous anger and His judgment and His revenge. Because now we're messing with another one of His creatures. Another one of His creation. We have to be very careful when we're walking through seasons like this. I don't know where you are in your life. If you're in a season where you just you're at this place where you feel like, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm done, I'm tapped out, I'm maxed out, whatever it might be, but God is with you. Um, and I can tell you that he has walked me through an incredibly hard uh, couple of weeks where I know beyond a shadow of a doubt it was Satan trying to take me out. Um, he was attacking my family, he was attacking my mind, my heart, but he's not getting the final say because I'm God's girl. I'm God's. God has me in his hand. And when I choose to run to him and go back to him and, and grab a hold of his authority and his power and his might, I've got nothing to fear. I've got nothing to fear and neither do you. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the authority of your scripture that has power to move mountains. Lord, you spoke a word and you breathed life into our bodies. So Lord, I know that just in a word, you can, you can bring revenge for those uh, times and places, the people who have wronged us, Lord. And we don't get to choose when that happens, but we do get to choose whether or not we trust you. And we do get to choose whether or not we re retaliate and we enter into uh, vengeance on our own or whether or not we leave it in your hands. And God, I pray that you would show us that leaving revenge in your hands and vengeance in your hand does not mean that we are weak. It actually takes a whole lot more strength. It takes a whole lot more self-discipline to not retaliate. So God, teach us what it means to, to silence our lips, to be self-controlled enough to come to you and to trust you, God, to be our righteous judge. I thank you, God, for this. I thank you for the healing work that you have done in my life this week. Thank you that I am yours. 
and that no weapon formed against me will prosper. And I claim that for my brothers and sisters too who are walking through uh, challenging seasons where it just seems like dart after dart after dart is being thrown at them. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord. We thank you for all of this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. Be blessed and be well. And I look forward to starting a new series with you back here on Monday, Lord willing. Um, And have a wonderful Palm Sunday. I just do pray that you get the opportunity to go to church. Go to church. Cross the, the doors, the threshold of the doors of the church. And be a part of your congregation's Palm Sunday celebration. Bye-bye.